Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of Rant It Out. I'm here with Sakti, and today we're going to be talking about college, the college board specifically at first, and then we'll go more into college if we have time. But I don't think we will need to because someone prepared an 18-page bullet point, 18-page, prepared 18 pages full of bullet points. Well, I'll try not to bore you, so I might cut a lot of that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and start. So basically, we're going to be talking about the College Board and its ineffectiveness, inefficiencies. That's what I wrote down in my notes. All right, yeah, so um, I'll start with like the history of the College Board. Um, so basically... Uh, before World War One even started, a few colleges such as Columbia and like uh, other future Ivy Leagues, they came together um, to like create this college entrance examination board or something like that, so that they could uh, easily, so that they can get more kids to, um, so they can, so that they can split up the different kids that were trying to get into college. Um, so, basically, where the standardized testing comes in is that during World War One, a lot of soldiers were given this one standardized test. That were uh, that was used to determine like their intelligence and like whatever, and then um, after World War One, uh, obviously after every war, there's like a boom in people that go to college. So they started using that. Um, they started using the exams to start judging people. Um, but then once World War Two happened, College Board really took off. But like before College Board existed, um, I should have done that first. But before College Board existed, there were thousands and thousands of different like entrance exams each college each state had their own like different thing so that's why college the college entrance ex like board was created um so after world war ii basically what happened was they had another like intelligence test for like soldiers but then after that it became really popular as demand for colleges went even higher than before and colleges were struggling to find people that would succeed in them so what college board offers colleges is uh is a way to like split different students up um based on their test scores um so colleges get thousands and thousands and thousands tens of thousands of applicants every year and it'd be really hard to read all of them so they only spend a few minutes on each application themselves and so what college board offers them is a numerical value that that can that could possibly determine their college success such as the sat or like the ap scores um that's 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 why that's why colleges like College Board. Um, college Board isn't for the students; it's for the colleges. So, their their main customer is the colleges because it provides them an easy way to sort different kids and whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, so now with computers, they're um, starting with IBM uh, in like the 1980s or something. They started using computers in college like entrances and entrance exams and um, other things like that. So what a lot of colleges do, even before people even touch your application, uh, the computers look at them first. They sort them into different groups, different piles or whatever you want to call them. Um, and since computers are not so good at understanding things that aren't numbers, such as like extracurriculars, um, your essay and whatever like that, uh, the computers will use the SAT scores or your ACT scores or something like that makes it really easy for the computers to handle college entrance, um, college applications. Um, those algorithms 
yeah so the algorithms are like i guess you could compare that to the youtube algorithm where it um sorts everything into different things into different groups and um um first pre presents the uh, people that are like most likely to succeed based on their sat score um a reason why we why we use sat and not just purely gpa is that um between different high schools and middle schools um grades might be weighted differently i don't know like Let's say in school A, getting an A is super easy, like 95% of the students always get A's. And in school B, the teachers might be very hard graders. It just might be the district standard to grade very hard. Though it's really impossible to compare all those things across the country, which is why we have standardized testing nationwide. So do you agree with the practice of standardized testing? Like, do you think people, uh, this is just another question before I go into standardized testing mm -hmm. and all that. Do you think that the colleges actually read through every single applicant or do they just leave it be after the computer sorts it like if you're sorted into the wrong group at at the start will will the will, will like an actual human read that application ever i think most colleges like require like a read in of every application but let's say you get sorted into like the first tier the top like two tier piles you'll basically automatically get sent accepted basically and then the middle ones is where like the people have to read and like actually have to decide whether you go in and then the bottom pile they obviously get re read through but probably not as intensively they'll just deny you um admissions but yeah right now i've only said the good things um which is why we um which is why um colleges like really really love college board and that's why it it's exists and why it has such a big monopoly um uh, and then, yeah, that's basically why, that's basically why College Board exists. Okay, yeah. Um, honestly, uh, that that makes a lot of sense. I did not know it was like back from like World War One. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I didn't. I guess there's nothing really else I can say. That 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 was a really good explanation. Like I didn't expect you to do this much research coming into it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, do you want to go on to the inefficiencies part? Because yeah, yeah, okay. I'll start with the um, I'll start with the money part. So, if you've ever taken an AP test or something like that, it's like what, like seventy, eighty dollars, and you sit in a room for three hours. You take this one exam, and then what you get sent back is a a single number that is one, two, three, four, or five. No any like you don't know what you got wrong you don't know what you got right it's just that one number that determines if you get credit for that class which is like not like it's just not it's just not good for like actual learning um and so basically you can you can check your score on the website or you could get it mailed to you but the website does crash a lot when the scores first come out and um well, if you can't access the website, there you can pay, I think it was like $15 to get like a phone call from College Board that um, that would read out your score, like a computer would read out your score, which is really, 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 really expensive for a phone call, I'd say. Yeah. Um, so send you get a few, you can send your scores to three or four colleges for free, but so many people apply to more than three colleges, and per college, it's like $15, $20 to send a number via computer 
to another computer. Bruh. <laughs> a number. A number. My guy, I could send an email for free, basically. And it costs College Board. And College Board charges us so much money. And they, they usually, like, have you wait for, like, two weeks or something when I, after you order it, like, your number to be sent. Or you can get something called Rush Reporting, which is $25, to get your number sent in one to two business days. I'm telling you, computers do not need one to two business days for you to send a number to another college. Yes, exactly. And that's just the AP test. All right. Um, SAT, you get charged so much money. All right, wait, let's just what start from the, the beginning. All right. What is the S- SAT? is like 100 bucks. I think that's how much I paid for like the pre-SAT. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to tell you. Yeah, I was going to tell you about that. So ninth graders, at, at least in our district, start with the pre-SAT, right? So for that, if you want to study for that, you can buy like the College Board book or take courses for that, which is going to cost a lot of money. The book itself, it's like a textbook size thing, so it's going to cost you a lot of money. And then you pay for the pre-SAT, right? You take that you take that test, right? And then after you're done, you buy SAT books, you buy tutoring, all that stuff. Once you're and then once you spent money on your tutoring, then you sign up for the actual SAT. Then once you finish your SAT, you pay to get your score sent. Oh. So it's like five stages where they take the money away from you. Do you have you don't have to do the tutoring? That's obviously optional, right? Yes, but kids that do automatically, basically on average, get a plus like thirty to fifty points increase in your score, and that is and spending that much money is not available to everyone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you're saying what you're saying is that the standardized testing does not take into account like. Uh, income inequality between people. Yeah, obviously, the more money you have to spend on tutoring books and whatever, the better you'll do. I mean, I I don't know if that's just if this is just me, but like, is that is that true for like the rest of the world? Is there like a better solution to this that we could do in our current status quo or like what is happening in our world? Um, there there's a few tests that are there are a few tests that some colleges do. Um, instead of just instead of asking like multiple choice or something like that or like your general standardized testing, um, they they um they measure your learning ability, which is, which is actually like you can't just buy you can't just like buy a book to improve your skills on. Um, they measure like they give you a paragraph and they measure like your ability like how quickly you can learn things, how well you can learn things, which I think is a lot it's a much better way of determining like a student's college success. Oh, okay. Yeah, th- that actually does sound better. Like, would they just present you with, like, a, a completely, like, made-up topic and you have to learn stuff about yep. it? Yeah, something that you're not, like, yeah, never been exposed to. It's just, maybe it'd be, like, made up to make it, uh, make it mm-hmm. work. And then that, I feel like that actually would be a better, like, pres- presentation or th- what I feel like they should do is say you're going into computer science. They should they should uh, measure your skills in computer science instead of measuring your English, math, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Because, mm-hmm. like, is that really important? Is that really important when you are going to a college for computer science? If you're going to be a computer science major, is your grade in history or your your ability to comprehensively read, does that really prove your intelligence in 
data and like computer science it doesn't so, it doesn't exactly it doesn't exactly it is i guess it's supposed to be standardized and it's supposed to like include everybody everything yep but they should have those like they should separate the tests a little bit more for like different majors they should make different tests for different majors that's what i'm trying mm -hmm. to say I that's that's what the that's what so I think that's actually not a problem with College Board. I think that's a problem with colleges themselves. Like most colleges, let's say I'm going into like engineering, right? They'll obviously, they'll, every college will basically require me to take a, a history class, a writing class, an English class, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. And then if you're taking that in college, which means you have to find a way to prove sometime before college that you're able to take classes like that and succeed. So I guess that's why they have stuff like that in the SAT. But I they guess. also have SAT subject tests, which is measuring things specifically. Yeah, that that is true. Uh, didn't they get rid of subject tests or? Those... Yup, they did. They did this year. Oh. So. So how are they testing like history knowledge? They're just it's just a regular SAT. I'm assuming, right? They don't they don't test your history knowledge actually. Oh. Um, your English writing and math skills, basically. Oh yeah, that that is that is all they test. Yeah. So they did have something like the something like I was just talking about, like specific uh, tests that test you on specific subjects. They had something like that with the SATs. Yeah. 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 Why'd they get rid of it then? I don't know. I, I could look this up right now. Um, but meanwhile, I'm doing that. I wasn't finished with uh, like how College Board like makes money. I, could I continue on that? Yeah. Uh, so another way that College Board makes money is that they sell your information to other colleges, recruiters, whatever like that. It's like 50 cents per person. And like millions of people take are signed up to the College Board every year, right? So think how much money they make from that selling your data to colleges. Like yeah. I got so many random emails from Oh yeah, I could, just, I could just I never signed up for them. I could just yeah. look. I I I signed up once for the pre s pre SAT, and I'm assuming I have like a bunch of emails. Yeah, it's it's not. No, it's it's not. Yeah, like we roast Google and like other companies for selling our information. But like College Board does it blatantly. It's it. Yeah, it's not good. I'm trying to f find why they're trying to cancel. They're only talking about canceled May or June 2021. Yeah, I, I don't know where. Okay, so they, they canceled it, but some international students can take it through June. But I don't know why they canceled it. I didn't look this one up. I, um, I did not. Like, I know they canceled. Like, I thought they canceled the entire SAT, to be honest. But no, they didn't. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but I can't see that. I can't see what, uh, in a way that takes away the uniqueness of a person, like, like some of the subjects tests were like on language, physics, like specific, like specific things that people might be really good at and removing those things. Yeah. The, that's, yeah. I feel like I, originally I thought the SAT removing these subject tests or whatever they were, I thought that was good, but now thinking about it, it's probably not good and yeah. it's a step in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. So again, I, it I just, that too. I feel like the college board is moving in the wrong direction. So this is like yeah. an important issue that 
people need to be talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then another way that College Board makes money is that they're tax-exempt because they're officially a non-profit, which means that I'm pretty sure that means that they don't keep any of the profit that they made. So all the profits that they made goes to the executives or other powerful people in College Board. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty sure the CEO has like a salary of like one million per, I don't even know, something like that per month. And then the rest of the executives have like 300K plus. What the hell? And that's not including profits, I'm pretty sure. Bro, what the Like extra heck? profits. Yeah. It's, it's, there. there's a lot of money. They're, they're just like using us for the money. It's just, it just shows like, it's, it's like capitalism isn't the most perfect. This is like basically capitalism. Yeah, they're 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 sucking up money everywhere. The studying, the taking the test, and then sending the test scores. They're they're taking money from all of us. And then, yeah. So, and then so not everyone can provide that much money, right? So students whose families earn less than twenty thousand um, dollars score only around eight hundred ninety on the SAT, which is out of sixteen hundred, which is way below the average. Yeah. If and you then, think about so, it, that's an average F if you think yeah. of it in grade terms. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like a 50%. And then they get automatic, almost automatically rejected. From every because... college, which makes it hard to move up in society, if you think of it like that. Yeah. And then if your parents earn more than 200000 a year, you score an average of 1150 So there's a difference close to 200 points there just, just through the money. Yeah, that's that, that does show... I guess the only way we can fix this is like it's not by providing people with money it's by uh making these tests not so we we've got to stop the college board from just becoming like a profit-based organization even if they say they're non-profit like their executives are making like total like 13 14 mm -hmm. million they're making like so they're making like a lot of money just from people just from people and that's just the executives there's like yeah. probably other people who are making a handsome salary off of people who just want to get into college so yep. we need to find out we need to make laws i feel like laws that limit the college board from being such a i guess scummy is the best word to say mm -hmm. here. Yeah. becoming less of a scummy organization is the only way to stop college board from being s sucking up so many people's money mm -hmm. but like still failing people yeah oh it it gets worse um so 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 schools in poor neighborhoods um their scores will obviously be lower as i said before right and then the schools that are in more affluent neighborhoods they have higher sats so the students with the better SATs go to the better colleges, making their neighborhoods richer. And those schools will probably receive more funding, which means it'll make the people that are wealthy even better and smarter at the SAT, I guess. While the ones in the poor neighborhoods will stay there or go down. So it's, it's a cycle that makes itself stronger as time passes. Yeah, it's just, again, another part of America, income inequality. It did, yeah. I feel like that affects everything, but this, mm -hmm. like, colleges should be, like, the first place we should try to fix this, because if we provide opportunities to those who aren't as 
like who aren't as uh, fortunate as say us, then those people will be able to advance in society more, and they mm-hmm. will be able to improve their situation. The point is to, yep. to it's the American dream. You can work as hard as you want, and you can still be able to improve your situation. That's yeah. what we want. That's what we want to provide everybody with the most fair chance as possible. Yep. Yeah, it's it's against the American dream, I guess. You could say that in a way. Yeah. Um, do you want to just continue on? Do you have more? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so now College Board is trying to um, go international, obviously. They want to expand their business, uh, So, which is even harder for some students in countries that aren't the United States, yeah. which means... Because people here have a chance of getting the uh, fee waiver or whatever for like their their standardized test, which means that they get to take the test for free, um, if they're not able to. And then that, which, yeah, that that's what that's why kids in the United States have an advantage. But if you go international, um, you just can't get a fee waiver. You have to pay. The yeah, full. and not every government is going to have that fee waiver law. They most a lot of governments just won't introduce that. Maybe like the EU and like maybe more democratically uh, elected. Yeah, progressive. Yeah. Yeah. But like some countries, if they go to like maybe South Africa, I don't know. But like some countries, if they go to it, go to their, the college board will basically have free reign, which is not mm-hmm. what we want. We want, see, you see college board is becoming more money hungry. I guess that's based on what I'm hearing sounds like college board the college board is just becoming the most money hungry uh is becoming too money hungry it it should yeah. be like controlled mhm yeah 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 um, yeah it's they're 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 a monopoly obviously though the regulations do need to take place I don't know, like, there aren't, there probably aren't laws against what College Board is doing, but there should be laws, which... Yes, obviously there should. I guess the only way to, like, get this to co- go down is, like, actually telling College Board, uh, telling uh, Congress members to, like, make a law that goes against uh, what the College Board is doing, making that, make it, like... So they can't charge for every single thing and make... Yeah. I guess... I don't know if they can... It's like fraud because it is their service and... Yeah, it's just... It's it's on it's on the side of ethics, I guess. Yeah. So it's going to be... It's not very easy to determine things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can continue on then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so speaking of monopolies, uh, you might have heard the ACT also exists. ACT is basically the same thing. Um, their CEO and even more than the CEO of College Board, but they don't have the those like different levels of like exams that College Board does. But one thing that they did instead of competing with College Board, they both agreed to coexist. Basically, um, by coexisting, they could raise their prices higher because there's no competition and people would still be forced to take ACT or the SAT, which does not. Or sometimes people take even both, which is money for both companies, I guess. Yeah. Um. So 
ACT controls most of the Midwest, whereas College Board controls most of the Western and Eastern coast. But that does not mean that people in the Midwest don't take the SAT because a lot of people that I know, including me, have taken it. So if I want to go to a West Coast college, West and East Coast college, do I have to take the SAT or can I go ACT? You could go ACT, but they would the colleges would prefer the S- that you take the SAT. Okay. That, that makes um, sense. Yeah. So moving on to the next topic, um, how College Board handled the COVID-19 process, um, COVID-19 pandemic and uh, how they changed their exams. I think they did a decent job considering how much time they had, but it's still not, not, not good. Like what they did looking back on it. So um, what exactly did they do that was like problematic? They, turned, they canceled all the SATs or they postponed them to a different date. Um, the AP exams, they made it online. So what most people did was they studied for like a three-hour format consisting of multiple choice and free responses. But now the test would be shortened to 45 minutes. Still cost $90, but it's a 45-minute test. Um, and it would also be sent to teachers. And the yeah, the time the the time limit was just bad. And all, every, and to prevent cheating, they had every single student take them at the same time, no matter what time zone they're in. So if you're living in California. You could start your test at 11 a.m., but some poor dude in Tokyo uh, would have to start the test at 3 a.m., which is honestly kind of well. You can take the exam outside of America. Why would you take the College Board? I guess if you want to get into a college Mm -hmm. here. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's a reason. But like, let's say you lived in Hawaii, also you'd have the same problem. Oh, that that would suck if you live in like. Hawaii and like like th- New York or something, yeah. I guess that make it, it it's the only way to stop cheating, but I don't I don't know how else they would. They could have had different exams for the different like halves of the globe, I guess. Oh uh, yeah, that that's probably a better idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they didn't yeah. just have one exam for the entire thing. Mm-hmm. It's also not fair that everyone had to take it from home because not every student have the same access technology and like a quiet area to take their test in i had a friend whose phone was like crashing and like had to reload the test they had to retake their computer science test oh because yeah phone or where were they taking it they were taking the test on their phone why did they not have an ipad school they did have it they did have an ipad but they were trying to they're trying to um they're trying to do their work on their ipad and it was hard for them to have like the college board like tab or browser oh. or whatever open while while doing their work because oh. it's computer science you got to type out the stuff yeah oh okay yeah that that, that does make sense mm-hmm. um another thing that they don't like is how they handled the canceling of the sats i mean like canceling them is a good thing but i've had a few friends they just didn't communicate those things very well and the testing centers also didn't communicate those things very well i had a few friends that um showed up to their testing place. They got no, like, email called before saying that it was canceled. And the person was standing at the door saying that their test was canceled or postponed the next month, oh. which is... Yeah, that that, that is... is, that yeah. is I, I don't understand if they... I guess they need $15 to send a message out. So, like, I guess it, it would cost them too much to send that message out. Am I right? Wow, I know, right? <laughs> the testing center, wow. 
for them. Um, but a good thing that did happen is that a lot of schools began dropping their SAT and ACT requirements. Um, I know some of the big ones, uh, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Stanford, Cornell, all the University of California schools and like tons of others dropped their requirement. and They became test optional for the next year. I know University of Wisconsin-Madison, they, they're test optional, I'm pretty sure, to like 2023 or something, which is really nice. Oh, wait, so they completely dropped it, or is it only for... They didn't drop it. It's it's optional. It's optional, but is that forever, or is that until, like, COVID's gone? Um, most of the schools that I stated before except um, dropped it for, like, a year or two only. Oh. okay. But, yeah, in some ways, it has moved us into the future without an SAT. And so, like, people ask the question, if this batch of students can skip the SAT, why can't all of us all the ninth graders everyone younger than us yeah um yeah but um but only a very small number of like colleges are actually test blind they don't care whatever you got on your test they'll be blind to whatever you send to them most most of them still use the they're just optional the test scores are still optional but they still use them in um your college admissions so if you don't have it you you have a less chance of getting in so you basically are forced to take it so there's nothing like that still have to take it yep yeah. and it's even harder to take it because a lot of testing places are closed now yeah testing, testing centers yep Which um sucks. i was gonna take it this summer but i don't even know if i'm going to be able to yeah it's it's gonna be very hard you have to do a lot of juggling to find places that are still open which is what i had to do but a few, I don't know, a few, so when, t- when schools are test optional, more students apply, um, yeah, more students apply, which is generally considered a good thing, but, um, schools, like, colleges aren't accepting more people, it just means their acceptance rates goes down, they appear more special or selective, um, and, but it gives, it does give us a choice, though, we can, choose if we want to send our really good scores in or we can just choose to withdraw our scores if we think they're not good enough you couldn't do that before you could you could do that you could you could do that before but you'd have to take it at least two times to decide between which test you had to oh. send in okay but now now you can choose just to not send oh okay. um yeah oh. so it's it's really a mixed bag right now but I just feel like I don't know what what else they would do to, to like I don't think they would it's a good idea to completely eliminate testing it's just they need to make the system better they need to make it less corrupt corrupt yeah yeah it's it's not fair to everyone yeah it's too corrupt it it just needs to it needs to be changed laws need to be mm-hmm. in place to make it a better system for everybody yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, is there anything in specific you want to? Is anything else you need? Yeah, to- yeah. So like avoiding taking the SAT may it might introduce a new form of inequality. People that take the SAT or found test centers to take places in or still grinded it out during COVID could have better chances. And people that didn't uh, probably have less. Yeah, that is um, true. Yeah. 
But a good thing is that the UC schools specifically are going to be test optional for the next two years, test okay. blind. Oh, they're going to be test blind. For, yep, and for the next, and then well, two more years after. Is that going to be for my grade too? I'm in tenth grade. Yeah, yeah. So I technically don't need to take the ACT. I'm still going to take the ACT. Mm hmm. But if you're specifically going for the University of California schools, you don't need to. But then, and then after that, and then after the, those two years are done, they're just phasing it out completely, which is... Oh, really? Early, just yeah, completely? Just, they're completely removing the ACT and SAT? They're not, aban they're, they're not abandoning standardized testing. They're creating their own, like, I told you, like, the different type of test where it, like, measures your learning or something like that. Oh. Which is, yeah, but which does take power from College Board, which I do generally like. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like the system where you have, I feel like there should be a system, again, different majors, and it should be all like, yeah. it shouldn't be run for profit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So College Board, their mission is like, for non a non-profit organization that connects students to college success and opportunity, and college success and opportunities, but they act more like a business, a monopoly than like a generous service for other students yeah so if like colleges like the uc colleges do their own thing it's going to be much better for students there mm -hmm. yeah for sure okay um yeah um yeah that's that's usually that's generally what i had for um did you college. did you have did you apply for any uc colleges then I did. I did. I applied to Berkeley and San Diego. Ooh, good luck. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yeah, that that kind of wraps up my little college board rant. Um, yeah, that yeah, that they're... was really like mm -hmm. that was really informational. Um, I actually did not know as much as I did. Like, I mm -hmm. hope people who are listening to my podcast, which is like around 10, 20 people that that's nice. Yeah. This this is yeah. gonna be just so you know. This is gonna be published in like two weeks because I'm gonna try mm -hmm. publishing my episodes a bit slower. I'm gonna be continuing to record my episodes like three times a week, but mm -hmm. I'm still gonna do it a little bit slower. Basically, right. I'd like to for my finishing. I would like to quote um I think yeah. it was Polymatter on the YouTube channel. So they said College Board's own AP Macroeconomics curriculum. Um, it explains that it's more important. Um, it's important. They emphasize that monopolies can cause market failures when they use their own market power to engage in behavior that restrains competition. But they're describing themselves, basically. Yeah. The AP comp the AP students learn this concept and they go to pay for their tests. And they and their money goes to College Board. Yup. <laughs> kind of ironic. Yeah, that that is, AP is AP macros uh macro economics right? Yep, macroeconomics. Yeah, that 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 is uh just dumb. It's I don't ironic. Yeah, I don't think it will matter. Hopefully, they don't turn and pull a China and just cancel, like um AP, uh macro. Like I could see that happening if it was like mm -hmm. a really bad company, but yeah. I don't think they will, mainly because that is an important college 
I feel like they would lose a lot of college support if they did do that. Yeah, that's that's why college support is so strong. So many colleges favor it, makes it things easier for them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's move on to our second prompt. We got really far with that first prompt. Mhm. Yeah. What's the time on this? Uh, we have been doing this for like thirty six minutes, so wow. almost forty. Good. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, yeah, what do colleges look for in your college apps other than ACT scores? If, like, if they're not looking at ACT and SAT scores, what else are they looking at? Well, another number that they can easily identify, or, like, their computer systems can, is your GPA, weighted and non-weighted. That's also, that's very important. Which is more important? I've heard that uh, a weighted GPA is less important if you have, if you have a better unweighted GPA then mm-hmm. you're more likely to be selected. Is that is that true? That's, I'm assuming It that. varies per college. Some colleges don't even look at your weighted. Some look just at your weighted. Some look at, yeah, some kind of consider both. It, it, very, it, it depends on your college. So ask your college admissions counselor or something like that, or try to find out by researching, yeah. which would help you better. Um, so... Um, they don't mm-hmm. consider much else than are you telling me like they don't No no they do they do consider a lot they really um they really consider your leadership um they really consider your like leadership things that you've done your volunteering is very important it shows that you want to work for the community uh stuff like that um clubs they look at but yeah these things aren't as important as your standardized test scores and your GPAs Yeah that that does make sense which uh, do you think, again, do you think there's anything that they could do to maybe balance this out so they more focus on like other stuff that you do in the community instead of just your GPA? Or do you think like it would make the process more inefficient and stuff? It would make it more inefficient, but like like the, these are these are children's lives, their yeah. futures, their it's careers. Like... So they should really emphasize other things that are just not numbers. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same. Uh, do you think it would, again, I guess this is going into like history, I guess, but do you think before they had computers, they were more fair with like college placements? Mm, they, the standardized testing still existed. Um, it was a multiple choice. The teacher could just grade the bubbles. They, they could sort them by numbers, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, I guess that would make sense. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on to our third prompt then. Um, how do you find things about your dream college and college selection in general? I just like this is gonna be like pretty useful for a lot of people. So, I was mm-hmm. just like wondering how you did it because you're a senior and. Yeah. Well, I start. Well, I started with my major what i wanted to do i wanted to do civil engineering so i found a lot of good civil engineering schools or schools that had good engineering programs in general um there's so many there's a lot of rankings but yeah you can't just decide things by ranking um once i did that i picked a few colleges that that are that i could go to uh, that i could get accepted into most likely that um that i that enjoy being at um by checking i went through their website things like that then I signed up for college visits, but like a lot of mine got canceled because of COVID, sadly. But I did go to a few, so like in-person college visits are always great. You always get a feel for the 
the students that live there, the area, the environment, all that stuff. It's mm -hmm. always really nice. After that, you would want to consider scholarships and how easy it is to get scholarships there. Because um, affordability is a big thing for a lot of people. Yeah, of course. That that would make sense. Yeah. So, like, I guess, like, specifically, what, what did you use to, like, what sites did you originally use to find, like, what what colleges what dream colleges what colleges best suit your majors and stuff like that there, there's a, there's a lot of ranking websites it's not very specific or it's nothing there, there's not like ones like greatly better than i strongly suggest you'd use that one there's a lot of them are very good okay yeah th that would make sense i i used um just some site i just looked up uh best colleges for computer science Mm -hmm. cybersecurity that's just mainly what i looked up mm -hmm. and i found like a few colleges like georgia tech usc yep. like those, those are, are all very good yeah those, those are all the top tier ones yeah those are the two that i specifically want to get into but i'm gonna have i just want to look a bit lower just in case like mm -hmm. no i yeah. want to send it to more than like two three colleges of course yep you should always have three different tiers for your college or reach colleges that you might get into you might not i don't know there's a chance that you might get into so you apply to them anyways um there's the colleges that you can like kind of confidently say you'd probably have like a 60 70 percent chance of getting in um and then the bottom you can have like colleges that like yeah you're definitely getting in just as a backup just as a backup yeah the that's what for me is for me especially i think usc is a bit of a reach college for me and then, like, a bit lower than that is uh, Georgia Tech. I've looked at a few others. And then, like, a backup would be U of M because U of mm. M doesn't have a high requirement, but it is a still, yep. it's still a good college for um, a getting... for. It's still a good college for computer science. Mm -hmm. just in also, general. something that you might want to consider is, um, like, with, like, job opportunities in college and out of college like there's there are big companies that visit colleges every year they do like a multi or multiple times a year they try to recruit people try to spread the information about their company so if there's a company that you really want to work at uh, you can look at what colleges they visit a lot or something like that a lot of people do miss on miss out on that i did not know that i i'm, I'm guessing like those aren't like internships they're like actual jobs like after yeah college. after you graduate yep Okay, but well, if you're into internships, yeah, a lot of colleges have great internships programs. Yeah. Also, uh, one more thing that you'd like to consider is um, how quickly you could get out of college. Like some colleges have this program where you could get a bachelor's in three years instead of four. Or some colleges have a thing where you can get your bachelor's and your master's in like six years or five years or something like that. Um, that's always great because you, you don't spend as much time at college wasting all that money. Yeah. My goal is to get a master's in like six years, but I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know, if, like what what I'm gonna do yet, and I don't know where I'm gonna work. Obviously, all I know is that mm -hmm. I'm interested in cybersecurity. I don't know if you know like where you want to work or like what you want to do, but I don't think many people know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd I'd agree. So, so I'm assuming you don't. No, no I don't. Yeah. It's just, it's just like a more complicated, like civil engineering, I'm assuming, what is civil engineering again? Um, it, 
it's a it's a really wide it just it defines basically everything that like sidewalks to plumb like water like line systems to housing oh. to skyscrapers so this is roads. like city skylines but on like in yeah real life mm-hmm. do you play oh you can also go, go yeah I've, I've actually i've played it before yeah go ahead with what you were saying mm-hmm. uh it, it could also be big things where um where it like big huge things such as like dams canals airports or it could be small things such as like housing or like just like the structure of housings or like making houses greener, making buildings more energy efficient. There there it's it's a huge field. Yeah. There's always opportunities everywhere. Do you know where exactly in that field you're you're looking into going? Um, making buildings greener is always a great one, helps the environment. Um structural engineering I always really liked, so is architecture yeah. included in civil engineering then? It is, right? It, yeah, it kind of it kind of blends in. Yeah, they go hand in hand. Yeah, I, I would assume. Um, yeah, the civil engineering. I really like engineering, but I feel mm-hmm. like I'm not the best engineer. Especially if you oh, go yeah, ahead and look at my Minecraft builds, they aren't the best, <laughs> best looking. So I, I've I wanted to go into architecture, but now that I think about it, I kind of don't because i'm not an artist again and mm. i don't have much experience with art and i have much more experience with like computers and stuff yeah yeah and i feel like i could do much better just because i have a lot of experience with coding just in yeah general. yeah yeah you do you man whatever works for you whatever you like whatever you're good at do that yeah that that that's just like an important thing a lot of people need to know is just don't mm-hmm. go in a job just for money go into a job that you think you're going to actually enjoy that's right, what i've heard for the rest of your life yeah yeah because obviously yeah you're gonna do it for the rest of your life unless you go back and then go to college again and then relearn stuff but a lot of people don't do that or a lot of people don't earn enough money to do that again like yeah. whatever yeah, you yeah. choose your major in high school that's basically what you're going to be most likely yeah. it's mm-hmm. really hard to change to like a mo- i guess they're co- are they called minors like if you're yeah, yeah you can major in minor in th- different things yeah if you, you can minor in different things but it's hard to switch to a minor from what i know and it would cost a lot more money obviously because colleges do cost a lot of money and then you may have to pass certain exams, especially like for law. If you go from something to law, you have to do yeah. a lot of exams for that stuff. And it's just going to be complicated. So mm-hmm. I guess selection of like what what topics you want to study, study for in college mm-hmm. is really important. Yeah, it's always really nice. So we have, it's always really nice when high schools offer classes that like, you might be interested in i'd highly suggest taking those because you can find out things that you're interested in high school in high school without wasting your college money trying to change and like do whatever in college so i just have a question how do do your colleges look at your transcript a lot do they or do they not they do yeah some some like some look at your math scores and science scores specifically if you're going into engineering some of them look into different things based on different majors that you want to go into Yes, they do look at your transcript a lot. Okay. Um, so if I failed in pre-calc, say, and they're gonna, uh, colleges are going to look at that, right? 
yeah they're gonna see it but like if it's just one class if it's not consistent with like the rest of your grades if it's just one class you'll be you'll be totally fine yeah i have like in i think i i got an a and a minus uh last year for geometry and then i got uh overall b in pre-calc and Yo, that pre-calc was... is pre-calc is something else dude don't worry about it yeah i think a lot of people did fail that class like i think there was like one person who didn't like who mm-hmm. got an a and then like everybody else got b pluses b's it was not good because it was just yeah yeah a shit show just in general just mm-hmm. because no school i guess like school is just inefficient at uh, our school it's just inefficient but again mm-hmm. that's not the point the point is to give you an understanding of what your strengths yeah. are and mm-hmm. so you can choose a good major in college yep Stuff yep like that yeah um i think that's basically the end of our podcast i think we've gotten through a lot this time mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah thank you guys for listening um I hope this really helped. This was more of an informational uh, podcast episode. Usually it's mm-hmm. just more of a rant, but this is both educational and information, educational and just Sakti ranting for 40 minutes. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Chen, for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, Yeah. Thank you guys for listening and see you guys in the next episode.